Jarquez Hunter is back. What does that mean for the Auburn Tigers? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us today, Justin Hokinson of AuburnLive.com, part of On3, hanging out with us as we are in the thick of fall Camp And as we walked out in the open viewing window yesterday, Hoke, the biggest story, the biggest question people have been asking outside of quarterback, when would Jarquez Hunter return? Well, he was back yesterday. And I, I think that's kind of a, a step in the right direction for this Auburn offense. Yeah, it was good to see him back out there so we can get that question answered. I mean, I thought we, I think we thought he would be out there. A little surprised maybe he wasn't out there when they started camp, but we were just kind of waiting on when he would be back out there. And so seeing him uh, seeing him back out there practice right back in the mix of it was a good first step. Mm-hmm. Um, now now we just wait. Now we just wait and see if, if, he, if he suits up and plays against UMass um, because I think that's my next question. He clearly – there's some, you know, clearly was held out for a reason. So now the question will be asked of Hugh and he'll say the same thing. We don't discuss, you know, university policies and procedures and on and on. So we're not going to know until, you know, that first game and, and whether he comes out there and plays or not. Um, and then this will drag on because if he doesn't play, we'll ask, well, is he going to play? And he'll go, I don't discuss, you know, so here we go. Yeah. But, I mean, um, he's really set himself up like. I assume somebody will ask the question, but there's a chance they don't because we all know what he's going to say. Anyway, it's kind of a waste of a question. Well, good to have him back out there. You listen, you talk to yeah. some of the players, um, and they said, you know, the players were, were pumped. DJ James was excited to have him back out there. Tate Johnson was excited to have him back out there. So, you know, he's clearly a liked teammate, an energized, you know, a guy that brings a lot of energy, um, plays hard. He's a fantastic football player. Yeah. So good to have him back out there at practice, um, raises the level of competition and and just just gives the offense a little bit of a pop out there. Yeah, and, and it sounds like he broke a big run. It sounds like he uh, he didn't miss a step with this missed time, kind of starting fall uh, fall camp a little bit later than, than everybody else. Sounds like he was hard to bring down. Um, talk to folks afterwards as well as, you know, with the, with the media session with some of the players. They, they talked about how he looked good and was moving well. And so that's certainly something that's encouraging. Staying on the topic of running backs, though, Hoke, I also was told Sean Jackson had a great day. Does that matter? Does Sean Jackson crack the rotation? I don't know, but it is worth noting. Nonetheless, maybe a goal line back or something. The other big story that we saw once we stepped out there, after we got past, okay, we saw 27 running around toting the rock, was who was handing him the rock originally, with the starters, and that was Robbie Ashford. He was the first quarterback up in the viewing session that we saw. And Hoke, what is your takeaway from that? Um, that the quarterbacks will continue to rotate through, which we've mentioned, you know, like I don't know if people are all at AuburnLive.com when they read our practice observations, things like that. Like I always try to caveat what we see with, hey, like we're seeing a select time period, first of all. Second of all, we're seeing drills and we're seeing different guys and, and go through these 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 drills and different guys get reps with the ones, twos, and threes. Not to mention Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery are both on record saying guys are going to rotate. So, 
you know, I, even when we were talking about Peyton Thorns being with the one, I think Peyton Thorns being with the ones on Thursday is more is more significant because he's the new guy and it's day one. And he was and when we walked out there on Thursday, he was taking reps with the ones. That's significant more so than Robbie taking reps with the ones today. Robbie was here in the spring. He knows the offense. He's a he should take some of those. Peyton already being there to me was almost a little bit more noteworthy than than Robbie doing it. But um, I mean, not surprising. Look, they're going to rotate. These guys are going to rotate um, through and try to and try to hand off to the number one running back or play a little bit behind the number one offensive line, throw to the better receivers. That's going to happen for the first handful of practices. And then the goal will be narrowing this thing down. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much we don't see. There's so much work that we the, the, the real work is happening. We're not seeing that. The stuff that's really going to separate these guys, a lot of it anyway, we're not seeing. So uh, we don't know what's happening in the film room and studying and, 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 and you know, grading the guys on film and the, what's going into there, what coaches are seeing from a leadership standpoint in the locker room after practices. We don't see any of that. We know that's important. So yeah. there's a lot of variables here, but not surprised that Robbie got a little bit of that time with the ones. Hugh said he's throwing the ball a little bit better. That's good. And I think we all think Robbie will will be a part of this offense some way, somehow regardless of, you know, whatever, if he wins the job or not, somehow, some way he'll be a part of package or, you know, different circumstances or whatever, but yeah. Not well, I, hope I, I, I talked to somebody who was, you know, at, at all of practice today and, and, and they said that Robbie was with the ones more than anybody else for the remainder of practice, not just a 30 minute window that we got, but also that it was probably the best throwing in a practice that he's seen out of Robbie. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's good. I mean, he's. I, th- I think he's making progress. And again, with Robbie, yeah. he's got the arm. Um, and at times, he throws the ball well. It's mm-hmm. consistency. Like, yes. there were times last fall when when Robbie would have a good practice, but then Robbie would come back the next fall practice and he'd complete 30% of his passes. And then he'd come back the next practice and complete 30% of his passes. Mm-hmm. And then he'd come back and have a good day. Like, it was just like this with Robbie. And so – that's the thing is, can he come back? Can he consistently through fall camp, when you look up after two plus weeks and you're charting every throw, can you look up and say, Robbie completed 58% like all throughout fall camp? Like, I think that would be a step in the right direction for him. Um, or are you going to look at it and go, yeah, he had a day where he completed 60 and he had a day where he completed 20. Right. Right. I mean, it seems like he's a lot more polished than he was in the spring, but We'll we'll see. Like you said, it's only been it's only been a few practices so far, but good for Robbie for that improvement. Holden Gariner has been with the ones in every practice that we've been able to see as this rotation starts to happen. That's probably the biggest surprise of the quarterback room for me. I, I just did not expect him to actually be in this race, Hoke. And I think he actually is in this race up to this point. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I think that's fair to say of him. Um I mean, he's got the size. He throws a good ball. The one question I have with him is a mobility question, and that is in this offense, how does that factor in? Because he's yeah. he's not mobile. I mean, that's not his it's not his strong suit. And so, when you have an RPO offense where you at least need a threat, yeah. if you're doing this zone read type stuff, the the you, there's got to be just the threat um, that the quarterback couldn't can pull it. And and if that's not the threat with Holden 
then you better have an elite offensive line mm-hmm. um, or he better make up for it by being an elite passer that makes elite decisions, knowing there's no threat to run and that the defense doesn't have to respect that. Like you have to make up for it somewhere. And so I, I just, I'm curious about Holden's ability to run and, or not inability to run yeah. and kind of where he makes up for that. But it's good to hear that he's making progress for sure. Um, I mean, there, there needs to be competition. I said this on our board the other day, handing the keys to Peyton Thorne does nobody any good. Um, Holden in there competing, that's good. Robbie in there having a couple good days, that's good. That's a good thing no matter what. Yep. If you look up at the end of the day, if Peyton Thorne wins the job, um, but you had these guys push him, that's that's a that's a great thing. Or if these guys are in the mix, because I think some people are going to hear that and hear Gerner or Ashford are in the mix, and they're going to be like, oh, great. Yeah, and, and I think the bottom positive. line is, Hoke, is like a year ago, all three of these options are better than any option Auburn had at quarterback a year ago. Yeah. And that's a great situation to be in. Yeah. Yeah. You're going the right, you're going the right direction. Now, granted, like the bar from a year ago, like that's not the bar you want to be at, but still, I, I think Auburn, all three of these options are better than you know, TJ Calzada than Robbie that it was a year ago. Cause I, I think Robbie's better now than he was certainly a year ago. And the other factor of that is just real quick, when we when we're talking about Robbie and Gurner, and part of this we don't know because I'm not in the film room and I'm not I'm not in there. But the other part of this is it's Hugh Freeze, Kent Austin, and Philip Montgomery coaching these quarterbacks. It's not Eric Keesaw and Brian Harson. Right. So, I mean, to me, the coaching and the development they're getting now is better. Yeah. And so hopefully that means that what you're hearing when you're hearing these positive things, hopefully it's not a, 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 a repeat of maybe some them showing some flashes last year. Hopefully they're, they're actually making really good strides under these new guys too. Yep. All right, let's discuss some other potential standouts as well as some notes that we observed or heard about Auburn's practice yesterday. But first, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch their khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and give your leg a truly sculpted Look, Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better, and they fit better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs are where it's at. I wear my Bird Dogs everywhere. They just recently sent me another package. I'm wearing some of them now. I wore them to practice yesterday. I wear them all over the place. They also sent me some pants. I haven't tried them on yet, but very excited because I know I'm going to look great in those pants and uh, shorts as well. So. Head over to birddogs.com slash college to enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE and you'll get a free white tech hat with your order. It's very clean. I got one. I'll wear it on the podcast later this week. But that's birddogs.com slash college or promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. No spaces for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Justin Hokinson joining us of auburnlive.com, part of On3. So a few notes from Auburn's practice yesterday that stood out to me. And let's start on the defensive front, Hoke, because I think that's interesting. So the starting defensive line as of yesterday, and of course this is all kind of constantly moving, but I love the idea of this defensive line because my biggest concern with this team outside of wide receiver is pass rush. Rushing the passer is something I'm concerned about. And so the starting defensive line yesterday was Keldrick Falk at defensive end, Jason Jones at nose guard, 
Marcus Harris, a defensive tackle slash three technique. And then Jaden McLeod got the starting nod in the Jack room, which is pretty surprising to me. I thought he'd be more of a pass rush specialist, third down guy, but I love the upside that Jaden McLeod brings. And I don't know about you, Hope, but anytime I talk to somebody within the program about McLeod, he's constantly impressing people with his motor. Yeah, I, I think it's just you're not really going to be able to keep him down. He's too talented um, and he's too gifted as a certainly as a pass rusher, even as an overall player. He's going to be I, I think he's going to be the primary jack. But I do think McAllister has a role. I do, do think Steven Sings has, has a role. I think those guys have a role in this defense. But McLeod's sure. going to have to be the difference maker. Um, and so seeing him in there, that's that's good. Keldrick Falk is interesting. Uh, big boy. It's just for a true freshman, a lot of responsibility is going to be on him. It is hard to play offensive or defensive line as a true freshman in the SEC. You are you, if you can do that, um, you're really you're really good. So there's going to be a lot of responsibility on him. Um, I'm curious to see to see his development, but that's interesting uh, and exciting. McLeod's going to be the guy, though. I remember being on a show in the summer and we were talking about transfers, and I'm like. McLeod is the guy that I think just continue continues to not get mentioned enough because yeah. it's what you said that it's not just that he's a good player. It's that he's a player at an absolute position of need that can, he, he there's no, I'll put it this way. There's nobody on Auburn's roster like McLeod. That makes him really, really, really unique and important to pressuring the quarterback. There's not, they don't have another one of him. They don't. Yeah, I mean, I would be surprised if he doesn't lead Auburn in sacks at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, yeah, that'd be my bet. I don't know where else you'd go. Maybe Marcus Harris is probably the only other one, but if, it seems like in the spring they're putting him more at defensive tackle than a defensive end, which surprises me a little bit. But I think that shows that they like Keldrick Falk a defensive end, and they like um, uh, Messiah Nasili Kite a defensive end as well. And so you know, you scoop Marcus Harris in. It makes sense. I just wasn't really expecting it. Yeah. And that's another kid, Asili um, Kite from Maryland, who uh, half the Auburn fans, maybe more probably to this day, we're in August. They probably still don't know who that guy is. If you just mentioned his name, they'd be like, who? They, they probably, there's, there's just, he's one of those guys in that transfer class that I think got lost in the shuffle, but he's a good, he's a really good player and he'll be an well, important he and he was in that wave in December where we added like eight guys in like three or four days. I mean, there yeah. was just a lot going on in that transfer window. At least McLeod was kind of by himself a little bit as far as when the news was dropping. But yeah, yeah I, I was surprised by that, that they would give the nod to McLeod over Elijah McAllister. And obviously this is just kind of the way they lined up yesterday and how they went through practice yesterday, but a little surprised because Elijah McAllister looks more like a defensive end than a Jack linebacker to me. Yeah. But, and they're moving Keldrick to defensive end instead of Jack. So I am curious if that influences how they use Elijah at all. Cause they have a look right. And like Steven Sings is that look of, you know, okay, that makes sense. He's got a similar build to, to Jaden McLeod. Do you put Elijah in and rushing downs? Like I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious to see how that looks this, uh, this fall. Yeah, and McAllister is one of the. I look at Elijah McAllister as one of those guys that is is going to do the right things. He's going to be reliable. He's got the body. Yeah. But if you look at him, he wasn't overly productive at Vanderbilt. He wasn't like a stud. I mean, he was just a guy who played four years. And he's got like a thousand snaps and like not yeah, a sack. I mean, that's just a little a ton of experience. You know. Good, but has all the intangibles. 
And when you're Auburn, you're going, we have nobody at the position. So if that, right. if somebody like that, yeah, we will take him. So I, I see him as a solid, reliable guy that's got the body, that's got the maturity, that's got the smarts, all that good stuff. Um, but I don't see him as a guy that he could start some games, but I, I don't see him as a massive difference maker. I think he's a solid body they needed. I think McLeod is the difference maker. Yeah. Another note that I got uh, yesterday, it sounds like at linebacker Austin Keys and Eugene Asante were the starting linebackers as of practice yesterday. And it seems like it's always Austin Keys and someone. I think early, the first two open windows we got, it was Keys and Cam Riley. And now it's Eugene Asante. And look, I like Eugene Asante a lot, Hoke, but it sounds like they had a good practice yesterday, the two of them. Yeah, the Asante thing is surprising to me. Um, is it? Because he, I mean, he looks the part. But, but mm-hmm. I mean, I just remember last year, he comes from North Carolina and he did absolutely nothing to the point that at one point late last year, he was on the scout team. I mean, I was being told, watch out for him potentially to transfer uh, before the season was even done. I mean, he was on the scout team while the season was still going on. And I'm thinking, man, that guy transferred here and he's just, he's making such a little impact that he's on the scout team. That was a lot of personal stuff, you know, with, with family yeah, he passing did. and stuff. He so. did, he did. Um, but I, and so I guess just to then hear him now talking about being a starter, that's mm. a, I mean, what a jump, what a jump from sure. end of last fall to, to now when we're talking about this guy. And so I don't know, I'm curious to see, I'd like this. I mean, I won't really know until we see him in a game. I'm curious to see him a little bit, um, next to keys or Cam Riley, just see what he's all about. Cause yeah, athletically he looks the part. He's a beast. He's fast. I mean, he's got the skills, which is maybe why I was a little confused last year at why he just was a non-factor for even before the season. I mean, just even even early in the season, he was just kind of out of it. Um, but interesting, interesting to see him in there. Riley Keys, I think Wesley Steiner to me has slipped. Um, okay, he's been a little banged up, but I just think I just think he's going to slip in this rotation. I think you bring in Larry Nixon for a reason. You bring in Austin Keys for a reason. I think Wesley Steiner is going to slip a little bit in this race. And I think Larry Nixon, Asante, Robert Woodyard's another guy that I want to hear more about. Um, sure. development. He looks the part, but Ron Roberts, you know, the other day said the next 10 days are going to be big for Woodyard. That kind of made me feel like they need to see more from him. It was almost like, Hey, you got these next 10 days are big for you. Mm-hmm. And you've got to make some, make some strides. And so I, I'm, I'm interested to see what Woodyard can do and if he can stay on, if he can stay in the top half versus the bottom half of that, maybe linebacker rotation or, or how that works out. But yeah, I think Asante Woodyard Nixon, those are kind of the three guys I'm trying to figure out where they, where they fall into place. Sounds like a wide receiver had a good day in practice yesterday. We'll see what Hoke heard about it in just a moment, right here on locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one favorite sports book. And look, we all know it. Football season's about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. They've got a ton of stuff over at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Justin Hokinson with AuburnLive.com. Sounds like Jair Shorter 
had a solid day and is working in more and more with the ones because really the only receivers we see with the ones are the same three every time. And obviously they're going to rotate more than three guys in, but it's been Nick Marner, Camden Brown, and Jay Fair, who Jay Fair is apparently having a heck of a fall camp. But sounds like J.R. Shorter made some plays yesterday, and he and Shane Hooks are kind of the two guys that this offensive staff's probably, they're probably banking on them stepping up over the course of fall camp, and it's nice to hear that that's starting to happen, potentially. Yeah, those two guys, they have to. they Because they're just so unique. I mean, Jair Shorter, people will see if they, you know, I don't I don't know um, when, I can't remember when fan day is, but when people come to fan day, if not, when people come to that first game mm-hmm. uh, and you see Jair Shorter, he is a beast. He, he's a tight end. I mean, he's, a, he's an over, I mean, he's an undersized tight end or certainly an oversized receiver. He's a big guy, well-built guy. And then Shane Hooks has got the height. He's a more lean player. Jair Shorter is just filled out six, four and a half, six, five, whatever he is. Um, those two, those guys, you, you don't, you don't just find guys like that. And so I think those two guys are going to have to step up. I'm curious to see sort of how they use them. They got to keep shorter healthy. He's been banged up at North Texas for a couple years yeah. prior. So got to keep him healthy, but yeah, him and hooks, you start, you start thinking about situational, whether it's red zone, whether it's third and seven, and you've got options like hooks, shorter, fair weather. Mm. I mean, that's a lot of height and a lot of size and a lot of range that you can – you don't have to be super, super accurate throwing the football to those three guys, the the type of catch radius that those guys have. Uh, and so, man, you, you you start to have some really big options to throw the football to that they haven't had, I don't know, I guess maybe since Seth Williams was probably the last guy that you thought about that you could just sort of get it near. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Jay Fair, dude. Jay Fair, I, I love that kid. He's um, eating right now, man. He's crushing it. And I remember yeah. just talking to him as a as a recruit. He's such a nice kid, great family, head on his shoulders. Like he's just got it together. And so uh yeah, hearing him come along coming on is is probably not all that surprising. The other guy that we saw with the ones um recently at practice was, was Amari Kelly. And that's mm-hmm. a guy that we've talked about that I that I'm kind of just kind of curious how he can fit into the mix. His, I mean, you look back now and you think Amari Kelly, Jay Fair, Camden Brown. We'll see how Camden Brown kind of does, but um, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe Harson and his guys nailed a couple of receiver prospects here um, with 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 all three of those guys. But certainly Kelly and Fair and Brown, really all three of them are trending in the right direction. Um, yeah, Kelly, Kelly's another guy. I want to I want to see what how he can get into the mix this fall. Those three guys, Jarquez, Hunter, a few fruits that yep. rose up during the um, the potato famine. Any other guys um, as far as uh, as far as it could be either side of the football that you're hearing good things about, or they've impressed you, whether it's just physically or their actual play um, over fall camp so far, Hoke. Um, heard I like I like some of the potential of Xavier Miller at, at tackle. He's played a lot of backup right tackle. I think I'm watching. I mean, my head is spinning from the numbers. Yeah, he's game. he's behind Gunnar Britton. Yep. Um. Yeah. So he's a guy that I think's done well. Um. At that backup backup tackle spot as they try to build that depth. I and mean, I think we feel decent about maybe them finding that five. But um, Azavian Miller could be a guy. Connor Lou, you hear great things. So the depth is starting to build. But Azavian Miller's a guy that thinks got a um a really a really bright future. 
Um, hey, spe speaking of backup offensive line, we saw Dylan Sinda, the former Northwestern yeah. guy that transferred like three days ago, it seems like. He was with the twos yesterday. That was good to see. Yeah, that was really interesting. He, I mean, he's a, he's a big boy. Um, and so that, that might just be one that fell into Auburn's lap, man. That's, that's a yeah. really wild scenario when we look back, but yeah, Xavier Miller's a guy to, to me to watch a little bit, um, at that tackle spot, see if he can make a push. And then another guy would be, um, he's not talked about, and I, and I don't want to talk about it. I don't, this guy's not going to start, but I don't think people really know at all who champ Anthony is. And champ Anthony's a Juco kid that they brought in under the radar, came from Texas Mm -hmm. I mean, he's over there backing up BJ James, and and I just think he's a player to watch out for as to be an important part of the rotation and get snaps. All the focus is on all these freshman DBs they brought in, Kay and Lee, obviously JD Rim, who's a sophomore, but but Champ Anthony's a guy that could see the field at times and is just kind of a guy that's forgotten about a little bit that seems to be improving day by day, and um, he, he's another guy just to kind of go look up and, and keep an eye on his development. Yeah, I'm glad you said it because I haven't really talked about him at all since you know the show after he committed. But and in fact, when I talked about him, I was like, I don't think he's a this year kind of guy, but he might be. I could be totally wrong on that. I could see him getting the rotation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And he'll probably play special teams too. He's probably a great special teams player as well. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm wondering how many of these receivers, how many of these young DBs get in on a special team. A lot. Team. We got to see a little bit of that. Who do you think will be the punt returner? Uh, well, probably Javaris Johnson, right? Yeah, that would make some sense. We saw a little bit of that, so I was just curious. We got to see a little bit of punt returner. Javaris, Caleb Burton, Keontae Scott, Jay Fair. Yeah, Javaris makes a lot of sense. Are you surprised with how little we've heard of Javarius as a receiver? Yeah, yeah. I am too. Very surprised. I mean, he's the, he's the most proven receiver on the team. Mm -hmm. I mean, he just, he just didn't get his chances the last couple of years. He was – they didn't they didn't target him enough. But when he got a chance to to get targeted, he made big plays downfield. And of this group of receivers, he's probably got the best resume in terms of stats. Uh, he can really get down the field and stretch the field. So yeah, it's surprising. I mean, I think that's maybe more of a credit to Jay Fair and and the job Jay Fair has done in that slot position. But um, you'll yeah. see. I would imagine you'll see both those guys a ton. Javaris and Jay Fair will play a ton. This. The, the way that the, the tempo that they're going to run at, this isn't going to be just kind of three main receivers. There's going to be a lot. There's going to be a good good amount well, do of. You, do you think Javarius is ahead of Caleb Burton? Because right now I don't think he is. That's a good question. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, the the from what we've seen combined with what we've heard about Caleb Burton, yeah, I've just heard nothing like about Javarius Johnson. Yeah, I don't know where he's at. And Burton, that would be a little, you know, Burton's a guy that I thought was coming in like ah, okay. He doesn't have any college experience. He sat out. He's yeah. a future guy. He's a future guy. But man, mm -hmm. that dude is apparently an absolute beast when it comes to work ethic. And I think he's made up a lot of ground in that regard. So yeah, it's the Javaris one's interesting, man. But I mean, look, think back. I mean, he almost left, right? And then he mm -hmm. and he decided to come back. I, I don't know. Maybe something's going on there that he's got to battle through. Maybe there's a lot of competition that that maybe he thought he would be at the top of the line and he's not. And he's got to battle through some things. I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, haven't haven't seen him out there amongst the ones and and uh, you know the media. We, we haven't really asked about Javaris. To be fair, we've asked about guys we don't know as much about, young guys. So we haven't specifically asked Philip Montgomery, "Hey, what about Javaris yeah. Johnson?" So that's kind of on us. That maybe the from the from a public standpoint, but but yeah, I'm a little surprised that he seems to just sort of be in the mix and not be the guy. Yeah, surprising me as well. 
Hoke, you're putting out a crazy amount of content right now, you and your staff. How can people check it all out? OverlineLive.com, there's a $1 for one month deal going on that I didn't – that wasn't my idea because that doesn't make me any money really. Um, but the people at On3 thought it was a good idea. And so I don't know how long that will last, but go jump on that. $1 gets you a month. That, that's that gets you all fall camp leading up to the first game. Just pay a buck. Um so I don't know if you don't take advantage of that, I can't help you, man. So go jump on that auburnlive.com. That would be yeah. There'll uh, there'll be some commits during that month as well, yes. and um, yes. Cole will drop uh, his deep dive on all those guys too. It's worth it. Yeah, auburnlive.com. All right, be sure to come back tomorrow for more Auburn goodness. Until then, this has been Locked On Auburn.